Welcome to PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. So we're back on the floor of the New York Comic Con at the Jacob Javits Center. And uh, now we have the great pleasure of talking with... Eisner Hall of Famer Karen Berger, <laughs> uh, the, the the who has taken the new director of the uh, Berger Books, a new imprint at Dark Horse, and Joe Rose, novelist and um, uh, co-author with the late Anthony Bourdain of Hungry Ghosts, this real extraordinary uh, collection of short stories by Anthony Bourdain. Um, we're here to celebrate the book and obviously memorialize uh, Mr. Bourdain. Uh, thank you both for being on More to Come. Thrilled to be here, Calvin. Always good to see you. Well, um, I mean, I, I'm going I'm to jump to you first, Karen, just to sure. say, how did this book come about? Obviously, you published Get Jiro and, right, and Blood and Sushi, yes. which you also uh, worked on. But maybe you can tell us a little bit about bringing uh, yeah. Anthony Bourdain into the comics world, I guess. Well, basically, yeah, basically it all came in through Joel. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And, you know, Joel and I knew each other um, from when Joel worked at DC Comics. Uh-huh. At um, Paradox Press at the very beginning. Yes, of course. Was on staff for a, long, mm-hmm. for a short time. Mm-hmm. We became friends, and um, and then when I when I they pitched he pitched me Get Jiro um, with Anthony Bourdain. He yes. said, "How would you like to work with Anthony Bourdain?" And I'm like, Why? <laughs> "What's I'm not to course. like?" <laughs> and then and you know that graphic novel went you know amazingly well. And then when I um, made the announcement to launch Burger Books at Dark Horse, one of the first calls that I got was from Joel saying, hey, Tony and I have another series. It's called Hungry Ghosts. It's a horror anthology. deals with chefs and food and Japanese mythology. And, you know, would you, love to, would you like yeah. to see a pitch? I'm like... In a heartbeat, I said yes. Of yes, well, of course. So, yeah. Well, uh, well, Joe. Well, I was I was a fan of Gijiro. I loved that book of warring foodies in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> in right. a dystopian future. What's not to like? Uh, and then the next one was even better. In some ways, I thought even better. I mean, the the background on this incredible uh, uh, yakuza slash chef. Um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit, obviously, about. Hungry Ghost. Maybe we'll jump back at a point and maybe learn a little bit more about putting Get Gerald together. But how did Hungry Ghost get to come together? Both those ideas were Tony's. Okay. Tony's exclusively. He, I, I, I met Tony when he, he submitted a comic book to a little magazine that I had Whoa. that didn't publish comics. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. But he sent it to me. And I always made a point of being very positive with people who sent me stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wrote him a little note saying your art sucks but your writing's pretty good. So he drew it as well? He drew it as well. Oh. He wanted to be a comic book. He, yeah, wow. that's yes. what he yeah. See, I had no idea. No, that's what he wanted to do. Wow. And the next thing I know, he shows up at my door and we were just friends ever, ever, ever wow. since. And he was always after me to do a graphic novel with him. And one day he cornered me, and that's how Jiro came about. Uh-huh. And then we were doing an interview for Blood and Sushi, mm-hmm. and he he mentioned this Japanese idea of of this Edo game, samurai game. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we went out for a drink, and he sort of outlined the whole thing for wow. us. So I went home and I did all my research and stuff, and I said. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, uh, well, who wouldn't? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm not even going to attempt the Japanese uh, for no. the name of what, no. 100 Candles. Yeah, yes. Right. But, but, uh, but in, in, in this case, you guys, you swapped out uh, Samurai Warriors for chefs. Yes. So maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about the, the, the general idea plot of the book, well, of the stories. The, 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 the stories are based on the Japanese game 100 Candles, mm-hmm. where samurai would, would be. This is, I think it started like in the 16th, in the 17th century and extended to the middle of the 19th century. So they would meet and play this game where a hundred of them would get together and they would light a hundred candles and then they would tell ghost stories meant to scare the pants off of each other. <laughs> and after each story, they would blow out the candle and then look in a mirror to make sure that the ghost hadn't inhabited their own body. So when mm. Tony told me this story, <laughs> it was just, you know, you wanted to go there. And then when we started to look into the stories themselves, they were so rich and so repeated over so many different cultures and told in different ways that we felt like, let's join the fray, man. Sure. You know? <laughs> and, and we had the idea to... We were going to change the samurai to chefs, mm-hmm. and then we were going to put them all over the world. And thanks to Karen, we got these incredible lineup of, of oh, the artists, artists. The artists are fabulous. That just yep. made everything come to life much better yeah. than we put it on paper. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will say that, I mean, one of my favorite. I'm going to, I want you to maybe comment on a couple of the stories. One of my favorites, if you can be called that, is maybe it's one of the most painful stories, it seems like. Is what it boil in the belly? Boil yeah. In the belly, Paul. <laughs> so I don't want to oh, give anything away, but uh, Paul Pope did it. One of my favorites. You yeah, uh, mine too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can intro that in any way other than you I th- know. I think it's dangerous to even talk about. You're probably right. It might. Yeah, it might violate some federal law. But, but I, the images are excruciating. How's that? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> they really are. Right. Right. Um, well, let's talk about another one that makes you know me a little uncomfortable. Pirates. Now, you can't give that away either, but... Vanessa Del Rey, she, we wanted a woman artist mm-hmm. for yes. that story. Right. And, you know, it was a pointed story that Tony crafted. And Vanessa did a fantastic job. She was just talking about it last night and said how much she wanted to draw pirates. And she outdid herself. Yes. All right, there you go. Yeah. Boy, did she ever. Let's just say uh, the men will squirm a little bit reading this story. <laughs> so let me see. Um, God, which one did to remember the title? There's so many great stories uh, uh, and such incredible images. Um, how about oh, another one you can't really talk about? Deep. Yeah, that we definitely can't talk. Yeah, about. you really can't. But, but deep, but deep actually is really based on you know experience that that Tony had. Yeah, that was as a, as a young chef, as yeah. an apprentice oh, chef. Oh, really interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of an abusive chef. Yeah, and Tony yeah. was abused. Tony yeah, was, oh. was, yeah. was yeah. yeah. So that's it. I'm glad I brought that up then. Yeah, no, because yeah. that's yeah. that's an interesting story because we'd actually chosen to do something else for that that slot right. yeah. and then Tony was adamant that we do this yes yeah because yeah. yeah. uh, but uh, it's a, an abusive relationship but the uh, the younger chef um, well we'll just leave it alone <laughs> there's not too much but more you what, can say you need to read yeah. it it's revenge yes he, revenge. he gets mean, it in the end yeah exactly. <laughs> well that's what's that's what's great about horror stories yeah is that um, 
you know, especially these, the, especially these are the classic horror stories. Because yeah. what Tony and Joel really wanted to do was they they loved EC, especially Tony really loved EC comics. Um, so and Japanese ghost stories. So his idea was to come up with this um, series that sort of infused, you know, the, you know both, yeah. you know both uh, influences. And um, and what's great about the EC about EC horror comics. Sure. Um, as, as, you know, and, and really good horror stuff is that, you know, there's always a twist at the end and, and there's a sense of morality usually to yeah. them, you mm-hmm. know, and the bad guys usually really do get their due, you know. Well, and, they sure and, do in and, this and, book. And, yes, and, and, and graphically, graphically. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Very graphically, big. but tastefully graphically. Yeah, Seriously, well, they're, 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 well, tastefully graphically done because I'm really from the Hitchcock school. Yeah. You know, I really, I mean, there is a lot of blood. Make awful things really beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> but not in, yeah, exactly, but not very detailed I'm not I don't like to show a lot of gore mm. I'd like to um, maybe show a little to just yeah you know. yeah um, well, I did see an, an article online, and you mentioned the EC Comics, but I mentioned an article, that I think it's was by you, about the influences in the comics, other, I mean, not just comics, but films, and and, and can you want to go over some of those that influenced the Tony, stories? Or Tony was Tony, no, no, died down. Yeah. He knew more about more things, and he had a steel trap mind. So he was the one who led me down that path from... You know, movies like Ichi the Killer and, and uh, Totoro and just so much varied stuff that we, you know, I, I almost had like a menu that I had to follow. So to speak, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, exactly. well, on that note, we're going to end this just in a, just a few minutes. Um, the book also includes menus. I mean, excuse me, recipes, I should say. It does. You know, uh, in addition to a kind of guide to the demons that uh, yeah. you're going to encounter. So, yeah. T- Tony wrote uh, uh, five five recipes from mm-hmm. the stories. Yes, you know, well, yeah. that's the other from thing. They're right. tied yes, into the story. So. Is, uh, yeah. Some exactly. of the ingredients were not what we depicted in the, yeah. in the text. <laughs> well, but right. it's not anyway. Especially the horse meat. <laughs> yes, the horse yes. Meat for, yeah. for the Another one of the great stories here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, uh, and also, I noted at the end of the book, there is a tribute, obviously, uh, to Anthony Bourdain. I, you know... I, Tony saw the book right before his death. Mm-hmm. Like two days. He signed yeah. off yeah. Did he have any comments on it? Were he you, loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I talked yeah. to him two days before he wow. died, and, and he loved it. And we, the last thing we did was craft that dedication to EC yeah. Comics. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, afterwards, wow. Karen said, hey, could you just write a couple of lines? Yeah. And, and I did. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it was a wonderful book. It's a sad um under sad circumstances Uh, but he's left yet another wonderful tribute to his fans Um, so look uh, look, I want to thank you so much for giving me some time for this Uh, uh, it's a wonderful book Um, uh, look thank you both for being on More to Come love to be here see you next time thank you you. okay welcome to More to Come PW Comics World weekly podcast Comics, graphic novels, news. Heidi McDonald on the scene, New York Comic Con, day two. Uh, let's see, breakfast acquired. So uh, I'm sitting at the Europe Comics booth with John Karpowitz. That's my New York way of saying it. Now she's going to say her own name. This is awesome. Uh, my name is Joanna Karpowitz. 
And you were saying it close to <laughs> I said it the New York way. You know, that's how we talk. Because I want to be uh, presented in the New York way. I'm here. I'm enjoying. So, uh, Jonna, you have done, uh, you have two graphic novels here. They're not yet translated in English, correct? Uh, one of them is, actually, it's our Apple. It's a story about domestic violence. And uh, it's accessible via a Europe Comics platform as an e-book in English. And the second one is the first volume of Anastasia, um, uh, the story of a young girl from a small village in the United States. In, it happens in the 30s, in golden era of Hollywood. She's coming with her mother to uh, Los Angeles, and her mother wants to make her a star. So it's kind of a Natalie Woods biography mixed with Shirley Temple. Wow, all right. Well, I, I mean, I walked by the table and uh, was looking at your work. I mean, it's stunningly beautiful, listeners. Uh, you must go on the Europe Comics website and check it out. Um, but also, the themes are really powerful. Um, in Sour Apple, it's a beautiful, the cover is really powerful, uh, a woman with just a little bit of blood coming out of her nose. And, um, you know, it's a story about domestic violence, which is obviously very much in the news. Um, I mean, what inspired you to tell this tale? Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Uh, this cover actually is based on the American housewives' advertisements uh, of coffee and uh, good, uh, have a good morning coffee, the nice lady with a, with, a, uh, with a teapot and stuff, and she's smiling, but you can see something is wrong. And actually my scriptwriter, because the first cover was like very gloomy and very direct, and he says, no, you have to make it so it looks right, but something is wrong. And this is how we get this cover. And the story is sad. It's, um, it's not Polish, it's universal. So uh, I hope that uh, you can find something in it. The script is amazing, and that's why I wanted to work on it. And also my publisher wanted to uh, have a woman as a painter. Mm -hmm. so. Right, okay, so you're the artist. And, uh, the, who's the writer? Of the writer is uh, Jesu Szuak. He is a doctor of uh, culture, uh, I don't know how to say it, culture studies. In Poland, she's a very renowned script writer. Uh, here, obviously, is unknown. Like we all are, <laughs> right? Anonymous European comic right. artists, right? Well, who published your book? Uh, was it published in Poland? Or? Yes, it was published in Poland by the uh, by Team of Comics, and uh, Team of Comics is cooperating with Euro Comics, and uh, this is how I am here. Uh -huh. Right. Well, I mean, listeners, we've talked to a lot of artists through Europe Comics, and uh, you know they have been bringing over really just an amazing slate of artists here to New York Comic Con. And uh, I come by the booth every year. I meet some incredible people and, you know, learn about uh, the art. And it's it's wonderful. Um, uh, your, your stuff is painted. Well, you're painting right now. Is that watercolors? or No, no, it's acrylics. Yeah, I'm okay. actually a painter. I, I live out of painting. I live out of art. I finished the uh, uh, Academy of Fine Arts in Krakow with a master's degree. And uh, this is what I do for living. So comics are painted as well with acrylics on canvas structure paper. Okay, right. Now, there's a very strong uh, tradition of graphic design in Poland. I mean, obviously, I think here are you know, stereotype is the great movie posters, you know, that are so influential and everything. Um, I mean, is that part of the tradition that you studied or? Uh, yes, well, uh, I actually also took part, uh, like this year, I made a, a movie poster for uh, Joanna Kostrause uh, and they made a beautiful movie called Birds Singing in Kigali and distributor <laughs> gave their own poster for that, of course, with the photos of the actors and faces. And we're really trying hard to push painting everywhere we can so right 
Right. So what brought you to the comics world? Well, I guess comics. <laughs> I read comics and I wanted to make them. I dreamt of it and my dream come true. <laughs> right, right. So uh, what kind of comics did you read growing up in Hollywood? Well, I went through the painful path of everything. In a communist country, as I was born uh, in, uh, in the times when uh, the communists were governing, so we didn't have much, uh, mostly comics for kids, but very good ones. And those artists are still creating right now. And the rest was just propaganda. And if somebody could sneak something from the West, then that was a treasure. So, right, right. So then when the curtain opened, uh, we had a lot of uh, superhero comics. We were all reading them. We all went through the stage then, European classics. And then from European classics, we find out that we can do everything. Right, right. So it kind of opened up after the fall of the, yeah, the, iron, the Iron Curtain. Oh, yes. It sounds so dated now. It is dated. Uh, <laughs> wondering what kind of curtain we have now. A crappy curtain. Um, you were... Uh, the social media curtain. There you go. Um, you were saying that uh, your book, uh, Anastasia, is about Hollywood and that some people were saying that it came out just as the Harvey Weinstein. Yes, exactly. The script was written by, the, uh, by Magdalena Lankos, who lived in Los Angeles uh, for a long time. She was working in the movie industry. She was a journalist. She is a journalist in Polish. She's a chairwoman of the uh, Polish Guild of Directors. Her husband is a director. She's writing scripts for movies. And this was her first comic script. Of course, she brought me a script written for a movie. So that was a bit difficult. We had to work right, on right, right. It was crazy. But um, then again, we overcame it. And uh, she's really good. She's really good. She's yeah. actually... Um, she's like... Um, uh, yeah, well, it was cool to work on it with, with a woman, you know, it's a right, different perspective. Right, and right. Weinstein, uh, Affair came out and our comic came out in the same way, in the same time, and everybody was asking us, oh my god, how did you do it? And then we were answering, okay, we're working for, for three years on this, so sorry guys. Yeah, well, as I was saying, it's uh, unfortunately a, an evergreen story, so, uh, you know, it's timeless and uh, not the first time, so that's wonderful. Um, yeah, so, uh, but you were saying you were doing a lot of research into Hollywood. Yes, uh, well, uh, Hollywood, it, the story starts in 26, uh, and then uh, it goes, continues through 30s and 40s, and a lot of references are in photos, but you have to read also to find out what's on the photos. And being a Polish person, I don't know Californian stuff, okay? I don't know it, I live in a gloomy Poland, okay, when we have winter a lot. So, but no white birds, no white birds. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I had to research this based on photos, based on some some help from Magda, who used to be there, and she had a lot of experience. That's right. Now, do they have comic cons? We have, yes, we have comic events. But you know what? I came here. I went crazy because there is nothing like it. This is one big madness. Well, I should explain that you are sitting directly across from the Marvel booth. So it's a non... I mean, if you could see what we were seeing now, you know, um, it's crazy. Just the costume. Star-Lord. We see Star-Lord. Yeah. And a lot of uh, Vampirellas. A lot of Captain Americas. And yeah. Yeah. Male and female. Or uh, non-gender yes, yes, neutral. Yes. Non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, what's, so what's next for you? What's the next project you're working on? Uh, I'm going to, to finish 
finish the second part of Anastasia, then uh, I will do a science fiction based on Stanislav Lem's books. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a renowned uh, science fiction writer. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome well guy. And we will do Return from the Stars. So this is my favorite book. Uh, it's about the guy who was 150 years in space and he comes back. The Earth is completely different and he is completely different. Changed <laughs> and nobody needs uh, adventurous people anymore. So. Right, right. Yeah, well, that utopic uh, feeling that a lot of those science fiction writers had. Uh, you know, they never... They never predicted Comic-Cons, did they? Yeah, well, but Philip Dick was thinking that Lem actually is an organization, and he was writing letters to him to unveil him. (laughs) Really? Yeah, Yeah. seriously, that's the story. Interesting. Um, Well, awesome. Uh, Is Anastasia coming out in English as well? Yes, it is in, uh, hopefully this year, in Europe Comics, so you can read it as an e-book. And the second volume will be published on paper. Poland and then hopefully uh, as an ebook. And we're looking for a publisher in English and there are some uh, oh, people interested. Well, there you go. I would not be surprised. Again, uh, you know, your artwork is really uh, stunning and uh, it's a painted work and uh, really beautiful. Uh, as soon as you see this work, you're going to be you're going to be drawn into the story. I know I was. I was just walking by and I said, I got to talk to this woman. <laughs> so, um <laughs> Anyway, um, well, listen, Jonna, it's great to meet you, and uh, enjoy the rest of your Comic-Con. And New York. And New York, yes. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, welcome back to More to Come. Heidi is back here at New York Comic-Con, day two, uh, and I am with Luke Pearson, uh, the creator of Hilda, uh, which the Hilda series, published by Nombra, which just came out on Netflix as an eagerly awaited a animated series and based on the big line you just had signing i think people enjoyed it luke congrats thank you yeah. <laughs> um yeah so yeah what uh i mean what has i mean it's been in the works for a while right a couple mm. years how long how long has it been maybe like four or five years <laughs> maybe at least four years mm-hmm. yeah from the start right now uh so how involved were you with the show at all um Quite involved. I was kind of there at the very start, kind of talking about how to how to adapt it, what kind of like yeah, there was you know many decisions to be made. Um, I was there, kind of like breaking the stories, and um, I did lots of like I kind of oversaw the whole thing, like at every stage, and was mm-hmm. a, right. lot of, a lot of that was just giving notes. Right. Um, but then, like, I wrote I wrote two scripts, and uh, I did some concept work for it. Uh, I was there at the recording and I like, helped cast it. So, so you were very involved, it's actually. It's fair to say I was quite involved. Yeah, like, wow, okay. kind of taken up, even though I kind of like thought of it as I'm just doing bits and bobs there, it has kind of like taken up. It's been the main thing I've been doing for the last few years, really, right. which is why there isn't another Hilda, Hilda book right. currently. Uh, when did the first Hilda book come out? I'm hazy on dates. came out in 2010. 2010, right? And it was, uh, I mean, we loved it. Uh, you know, I was at Publishers Weekly at the time. Um, you know, we were all over it. Uh, you know, phenomenal, beautiful. Uh, and I, I will say there's now a full line of Hilda merchandise here in the booth. There's a game. There's a Hilda doll. There's a big, giant, plush wolf. There is. Yeah. I mean, uh, how does it feel to see all this? It feels very surreal. The big pile of Hildas next to me is slightly intimidating. Uh, yeah, it feels weird. It just feels weird, to be honest. Yeah. 
So what's been like, I mean, I got here about, I was walking this aisle about 90 minutes ago, and there's already people lined up to see you. Um, and so what was the reception from the fans who have seen the show? Great. Well, yeah, um, good. Yeah, I just spoke to lots of people who, um, you know, hadn't, hadn't seen the comics and come to it from the show and they bought all of them, which is good. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Yeah, and the, the response, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's, for me, it's been like all, all positive and yeah, the last couple of weeks I've just had so many nice messages about it, like from people who enjoyed the comics and felt like the show did them justice and like from people who had never heard of it before and just letting me know that they enjoyed it and yeah, it's been, it's been super positive. Right, that's so amazing. Fun. Congratulations again. Um, now, did you want to, uh, were you interested in animation before? Or I mean, your characters are incredibly beautifully designed. Uh, just to throw, you know, some compliments out there. And I mean, it seems like they they adapt so beautifully to the 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 um, you know merchandise that they have, and also to animation. I mean, was animation something that you had in mind from the beginning? Not really. Um, no. I mean, I like animation. Like I'm influenced by animation art, and it is. It is. I do think about it and always have. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't the plan, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we first met you, you were—I think Hilda had come out. Um, you also did a book that I was super fond of, that Nobro also pu published, um, which was your adult graphic novel. Yeah. Which is every what's the oh, the title? Everything we miss. Everything we miss, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I obviously, um, you know, the Hilda thing, like you said, has just taken over the last few years of your life. Uh, I mean, are you looking to get back to doing comics, doing uh, cartooning, or? Yeah, no, I certainly am. Like, I don't, I don't want to get lost, lost in the world of TV, and. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing the next Hilda book and, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully doing something else right. after that. Uh, right. What's the title of the next Hilda book? It's called Hilda and the Mountain King. Oh. And right. it will wrap up some loose ends from the previous book. Right, right, yeah. Now, do you want, I mean, is Hilda something that you expect to keep doing? Do you have ideas for more books after this, or...? Yeah, well, it's something I'm definitely going to keep. Um, it's not going anywhere, obviously. Um, I'm certainly like I'm, I'm. I'm kind of looking to do something else, comic-wise, after the next book. Right. Um, like I'm not going to say. I can't say it's like it's probably not going to be the last Hilda comic. Right. Okay. Um, I am kind of excited to do. And I just refresh myself and do something else since right. the, the show and the books has, has really like yeah. dominated the last four or five yeah. years of my life. Really. I think that's uh, actually that's very common though. After you have some, I mean, even when you have a continuing series that's so you know beloved like Hilda is, I mean, you really do have to recharge the batteries, don't you? At some time, taking a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all positive. But, um, I've got no complaints. So who are there? Are there cartoonists who inspire you or, you know, any books that you've been, uh, you know, people that, that you would call your, your North Star? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, most of the comics I read are still, like, indie comics. Uh, I'm still, like, uh, a big fan of uh, Gillian Tamaki and 
still love Michael DeForge and uh, I don't know that kind of that scene is like that's my go-to that's, that's the stuff I still read you know um, and I don't think it has much bearing on what I do um, right. that's the stuff I kind of get excited well, about but and, when oh I'm sorry. sorry yeah like most of the stuff I'm, I kind of like look at in terms of work like I look at a lot of old stuff like I, I look at Tezuka and um Karl Barks and uh, yeah. still kind of like think about the moving comics. Well, those are the greats. So uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, you know, those are strong influences. Have you had a chance to walk around the show at all, or not yet? I literally walked in and came straight here. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, look forward to is a relative term. It's quite crowded out there. <laughs> so I would just uh, you know, uh, yeah. No, the, the enough said. I see people already lining up to get more autographs here. So yeah. we're gonna have to like. Uh, wrap this up. Well, you seem to be in demand, Luke. Uh, this is quite a. Th- <laughs> it's it's yeah. a nice feeling. It's a nice yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's nice when you you know you spend a lot of time uh, at home drawing or writing or creating, and then to get out in the world is uh, it's a quite a different experience. Obviously. It is. It is. Um, well, Hilda uh, available now on Netflix, um, and with a lot of input from the creator Luke Pearson. So, uh, Luke, uh, enjoy your walk around. Um, enjoy uh, the success. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thanks.